Um, yeah, I'm Josiah. I'm blessed to be a student at CCL, going into my third and final year, doing geography and maths. So cool. <laughs> that was such a good reaction to maths before. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that ruined it. No. But anyway, my psalm is Psalm 139. It's written by David, as most psalms are, and it really is a psalm that encourages me, challenges me, and yeah, I draw a lot from it, so I hope that I'll be able to share a bit of that with you guys. Um, yeah, good place to start. I'll be reading it out. It's up there. Okay. Oh, do you want to just do it as I go? Yeah. All right. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created me, it my, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So, yeah, apologies, it's quite a long psalm, but I quite like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, when I read this psalm, it's, for me, it really just, I see it as a journey. Um, we all have a journey to go on. Like, as Christians, when we accept the gift of salvation and redemption, God doesn't just go, right, that's it, they're done. He drops his tools and leaves us. No, he has a purpose for us, and he does take us on a journey. A lot of that is there's ups and downs. We get pushed out of our comfort zone. We get drawn back in. We, and yeah, as we go along this journey, we see more of God. We see him more in our lives and our lives become better for it. So yeah, that's the way I see this psalm. Um, the psalm begins, back to the beginning, <laughs> with God saying that, with David saying that God knows him completely. It's, um, yeah, it's amazing. God knows you better than you know yourself. He knows 
what you do, what you are doing now, what you have done, good and bad. He knows every thought that's on your mind before you've even thought it, which, yeah, fills me with awe and wonder. But, yeah, this, this is useful, though, because as I see this psalm as a journey, I tend to see it as, like, climbing a mountain, like, going up along a sometimes steep, sometimes downhill, sometimes a arduous path as we go through the trials of life. And if you picture, um, say, a group of hikers going up a mountain, they need a guide, someone who knows the mountain, someone who knows the path. And one of the things that a good guide should do is know the ability of those he's guiding. He needs to know what they can handle, what will test them, but they'll be able to get through. And he knows what areas to avoid, what areas that they need to go around. And I mean, God is the perfect guide because he knows us so well. And yeah, this is just, this is something I really draw strength from because even though I may feel incredibly overwhelmed at different times, like now, <laughs> very nervous, um, <laughs> it's even though I'm incredibly overwhelmed at points, I know that God's not sat on a cloud somewhere going, hmm, can he make this? I don't know. Is he, is he all right? No, God knows me. God knows what, what I can make. And he knows where to help me. He knows where to carry me. So I can, yeah, put my trust in God when the going gets tough, when my confidence runs out, that I can be confident in God. So that's the first thing that really stands out to me. So next up, although we're staying on this side, slide, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, God just doesn't just know us. He's active in our lives. Verse 5, I think. Yeah, it says, You hem me in behind, and you lay your hand upon me. Um, yeah. It's actually, when you think about hemming in, it means to restrict movement, to hold you in place, and to lay your hand upon you. It's to cover you, so it stops you going places. That, can, that does seem quite intimidating, actually. It's, oh, God is um, limiting me. He's taking things off me. But it's not that at all. It's, well, he does limit it. He limits us for our own good. Like, he steers us along a path. Like, if you're walking along the top of a ridge, you really don't want to be going side to side. It's not the one. It's, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it keeps you on that tough path. And I've seen this in my life. I think... I remember, especially in school, um, the church out of my home church, at that point it was me and my brother. The next people closest to our age were probably 40. So, <laughs> so like there was no people our age, that, no Christians our age that we knew, no one we could hang out with, no one we could sort of grow together with. And at school, the um, friends I had, the only people I could really hang out with, they... I don't know. As they were always up to questionable things, always up to there's all that them temptations, all the um the worries and that I could go the wrong way. But at that point I really think God kept me in his hands. He really kept me solid and he did that. Um he brought in some new friends from church out of the blue, a family came and that really seemed to set my life back on back on track. In fact one of the guys was here a few weeks ago to lure. But yeah, no, that really was a point where I see God, I saw God working in my life, I believe. And 
Yeah, but sometimes we really are determined to walk off the path. Sometimes we really do take ourselves down a steep slope and we find ourselves at the bottom of it. But as we read on the next bit, no matter where we go, God always has us. Like, though we can't drop too far for God. It's, yeah, wherever you go, that God is there. He's, one thing that really speaks to me is, um, I forget the name of the sculpture, you might be able to help me, but it's um, the prodigal son. It's after all the prodigal son has done, after all these, um, the mistakes he's made and messed up, there's just that amazing scene of him, the father running to him afterwards and taking him in his arms. And that just, if I am feeling rough about myself, if I am feeling, oh, just say like, you've messed up again, you've done all this, uh, that, that image in my head really, really helps me. And to feel God's arms around me and loving, loving kindness and gentleness, it's amazing. Um, let me find my notes. <laughs> and yeah, somewhere here it says, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me. I think it is easy if you do have fallen into a dark time in your life and you are aware of your own mistakes, you are over aware, you are like shrinking, I guess, then it's really easy to not want that being brought into the light. It's really easy to go, you know what, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to open myself up to God. But even then, God still loves you. God still, he will still come for you. There's, there's no, no boundaries there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this next section has my favorite verse of the psalm. And, um, it's 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And like, it sounds like bragging, but I know I'm God's masterpiece. I'm the thing that something God's creation, something he loves amazingly. And yeah, again, when the worries of life catch up, when you feel inadequate, when you feel there is not really much place to go, I sort of just, I guess, yeah, I look at the, I don't know, the amazing biology in the human body, all the things it achieves, the brain, all that. I'm not a biologist, but it's the complexity amazes me and all the thoughts and feelings as well. The, that's the intricacy of God's creation and the fact that he loves me, but also that he's made me, that he's made me with a purpose and he's equipped me. There is um, anything that God has planned for me to achieve, he's forebuilt into me obviously I need his help all the time but he's put it in me to accomplish what he wants me to accomplish and this also really helps me like I think especially at this time of life students there's a lot of fears of what comes after like what jobs you do you're gonna do where um yeah where you're gonna live what you're gonna do how are you gonna serve in the church all that stuff and it's sometimes it can be really easy to feel like a loose end that you're not attached to anything. You don't really have a something to anchor on. But the fact that God's equipped me, he's ordained my days before I was, before I came to be, that there is the, um, that surety in the future 
that God has a plan, that there is a journey. We're not just wandering out into the wild. We have a guide who's taking us along step by step to um, get to know him more, to accomplish all he has, has for us to accomplish. I've said that word a lot, I apologize, but you get my gist. <laughs> yeah, so rattling through this. The last bit. Yeah, you read this, especially in our day and age, and you're like, wow, this sounds very violent. This sounds, should I really be hoping for this? <laughs> but no, when David was writing this, his enemies were of flesh and bone. Those Israel was surrounded by wicked people groups that were intent on destroying God's people and that offended God in all sorts of crazy ways. But nowadays, we don't have enemies of flesh and blood, so you don't worry, we don't have to go out hating people. We're taught to love people. But we do face battles um, on the inside as individuals, on the outside as a church collectively. There are things that come against God, come against us, that, um, yeah, that we have to contend with. And it's hard with these battles, but as we've seen before, we can be confident. We've got confidence in God, even when our confidence runs out. And something in this section that really sort of, this is the challenge for me, that we, sh we aren't passive either. God does everything for us that, that we've seen, but we, also, we still have to make the steps. We still have to um, go, you know, I want to fight this or I want to move towards this goal. And it's us going, okay, God, um, I'm reaching out. And as he said, when we take one step, God takes 10,000. So this part really sort of inspires me to start taking the steps to um, not be passive, to take the opportunities when they come, because we've, as we've seen before, we don't have to be afraid when they do come. Um, and yeah, it strikes me, like obviously it's very violent language in that, but David is so passionate about these people that are coming against him. He's so passionate that God's name be glorified rather than hated. He's so passionate that he'll be able to overcome his foes. And yeah, now I pray for that same passion in my life to overcome the things that chain me down to, yeah, just get to a place where um, I can hear more God more clearly that he's listening and he's working in my life more. Um, yeah, and then at the end, 23 and 24, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That's, again, like going back to not being afraid to come to God after you've come out of a dark place, not being afraid for God to illuminate your life. This is the, say, the same thing. If we like are to progress, if we are to um, go on this journey, change is required. And sometimes we know where we need to change easily. We're just able to say it like that. It's on your forefront of your mind. But it is also useful to ask God to tell you to see where you need to grow, see where you're lacking. It's like going back to the sort of climbing analogy in the guide. If you're going the wrong way, 
it's quite hard to tell seeing as you're clinging to a rock face that it's, you need that, um, I guess, bird's eye view. You need the backwards, the wide lens, I guess, to tell you where, um, where you should be going, what you should be trying to change, what you should be avoiding. And yeah, again, yeah, this can be intimidating. If you're asking, if you're being vulnerable with God, then yeah, it means sort of spilling out all your mistakes and all your um, regrets before him. But no, I just encourage you, that's, that's fine. It's, it's an amazing thing because God already, already knows us. He already knows what we've done that we need, that we're telling him, but he will bring us out of it. He's gentle. There's a verse, my yoke is, my burden is light. Anyway, but he carries you, he holds you up. Um, there is no need to fear. Um, yeah, so as we trust in him and journey with him, he will carry us and strengthen us. And then the last line, lead me in the way everlasting. That's, that's just amazing to me. That's the goal. That's where we're all heading. We're journeying with salvation. We'll be in eternity with God and we'll see all these amazing plans that he's had for us. We'll see the fruition of all he's done through everyone who's a, who he's called. Yeah, that's, that's me. But yeah, um, I encourage you to, if anything has like stood out here, if you are going through trials or if you are struggling, you're feeling overwhelmed that, yeah, your confidence may have run out, but God is still confident in you. He knows you. He knows that you are still capable. He will carry you. He will intervene. So don't worry. And yeah.